Welcome to Queer, an LGBTQ live entertainment discussion podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Phil Villar, and with me, it's Megan. Hello. Hey, Megan. What? This is our second episode of our show. And that's what makes it the most special. Honestly, exactly. And more importantly, and if you're listening to this now, you're noticing that we dropped our first and second episode for you guys. And after that, we'll be dropping our episodes off every other Tuesday. So I hope you guys get to enjoy your you know, two half an hour specials about hearing about who we are and what we're about to offer to you guys today. Awesome. So... Um, what Megan and I have planned to talk about mainly is, uh, some of the issues that we're going through all of us right now with COVID-19. Um, you know, everybody's saying, you know, people are putting themselves back together, but, uh, obviously, uh, no one's looking through it through the, uh, microscope of everybody. So obviously the live entertainment industry is still on hold, especially since we just hear that Broadway especially is still pushing off performances until possibly Labor Day. Um, so with that being said, we wanted to commemorate today to really talk about the resources that are available and not just resources to, you know, feeling like, oh, I have to be better at this right now. I have all this time in the world. I need to be a better programmer. I need to be a better designer or draftsman. No, these are, you know, survival tools right now for us that we want to give to you guys and, you know, and stuff that we need for your own mental health, you know. You know, learning these kind of skill sets right now isn't going to mean anything if by the time we get out of this, you're not at 100% mentally and emotionally. So we want to make sure that you're taken care of because you are the you are the tools, you are the product, and you need to protect yourself, not just, you know, what you know. So, oh. Megan, do you guys want to – oh, sorry. So, Megan, do you want to talk about uh, unemployment resources? Um, sure. We can just talk a little bit. Of course, this is all going to vary on what city, state, and if you are listening out of the U.S., then it's also going to be based on how your country's handling things. Um, in Texas, it was relatively simple, depending on what your definition of simple was, to get on unemployment. Um, it's just, again, like I said, it's going to depend on where you are and what resources are available in the U.S. We are We also passed what's called the CARES Act. Which, if you're able to file for unemployment, then that gets you an extra $600 for every, I believe it's for every pay, payout that they do. Um, so in Texas, that's every two weeks. Um, some some places you can go to file unemployment. I mean, for Texas, that's going to be the twc.texas.gov uh, website. And their website has been pretty stable lately. When this first hit, it was really hard to get on. Um and so if you're still hitting points where the servers just are not cooperating, then you'll want to also probably pick times that are not, um, that everyone is not awake. So like 4 a.m., 3 a.m., especially for the online st stuff. Um, and then if you're talking about trying to get in, like you have to call in because there's some kind of issue, um, then trying to call early is better than calling later. That way you can try to beat the rush because those busy tones are the worst. I was on the phone one time and I had to call it 80 times and eventually I just gave up because it was not worth it. Mm -hmm. um, on that one morning, I called 80 times within like 10 minutes because it just kept going beep, beep, beep. Oh my God. That's... Immediately. 
That's a psychological test in and of itself, uh-huh. honestly. Yeah. I just gave up. And it was because Texas right now waived that waiting week. Mm-hmm. So usually in Texas, you have to wait a week to receive. You, that first week of unemployment, you don't get paid out until you get another job. Um, is usually how it's supposed to work when not in pandemic times. But uh, they were supposed to waive that waiting week this time around. And they're also currently waiving the um, employment search qualification. So you don't have to search for a job while you're while you're on uh, unemployment during this time. Um, That's great. But so it is great. It's nice, especially if like your company is planning on coming back and you're still employed with them then um, you don't have to be continuously looking for another job. You're like, great, I'm just waiting for this to all blow over and it comes back. But the waiting week got messed up and I they kept mine and they're just waiting to give it. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I'm not going to wait on hold though for that. No, absolutely yeah. not. No, that's, that's rough. And like, honestly, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're just a, you know, we're just a statistic right now at this point. Like, you know, tons of people, thousands and millions of Americans all over the country right now. And honestly, all over the world that's going through this in our industry. And, you know, we we don't want to take any of these things personally. It's incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and especially when, you know, our entire industry is based off networking and collaboration and meeting people. It's hard to to not take this personally or take it out mm-hmm. on people knowing that, you know, your job got taken away or a project got canceled because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, these resources are, you know, are available, you know, in all levels of government. You know, look at your federal, look at your state, county, city resources. They're all there, you know, and if, you know, if you're only going to get, you know, this amount of money from the federal check your state and county and like these things kind of add up and you know obviously every state's gonna have is gonna handle these things differently and you know some states are being more cavalier about how they're treating their workers and thinking that you know anyone can just get back into work and get back into the swing of things Mm -hmm. and we understand that absolutely and that's why you know if you know that's why mental health is so incredibly important right now. And if you have any, you know, if you're going through anything right now, especially if you're home alone right now because you know, your family is far away. Maybe they're, maybe you're in New York and, you know, you can't really leave right now just because of how heavy it is. Or, you know, maybe you're, you know, your, fa- your parents are, are old and, you, you know, you don't want to endanger their lives. You know, these resources are available. Uh, NAMI, uh, N-A-M-I, the... National Association of Mental uh, Illness is available for hotlines. And if if you're home right now, if you're at a school and you're home right now and you're not, you know, out of the closet yet and you're having a hard time connecting and being able to really be honest with yourself, you know, outside, you know, outside your house, PFLAG is available and the Trevor hotline, you know, all, all these links will be available in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Please understand that we all we we all know that you're going through and you know we've heard this line so many times but know that this you know it's true it does get better mm-hmm. and you know and and I don't mean that just you know being able to find a summer stock show again or getting back into school but being able to finally become you know to come out when you're ready and don't feel like just because you're trapped at home right now and that you have no other way to express yourself that, you know, you have to come out before you're ready. You know, this is your time. 
and don't let a pandemic push you out. Um, that being said, with uh, with education, we want to be able to uh, dive deeper into what we talked about last episode uh, a little bit about study halls and other educational um, resources that are available. Um, Megan, do you want to talk about the ETC study halls? Yeah, I definitely can. Um, so ETC is doing st- what they've branded as study hall. Um, so it's definitely live, live webinars. Um, if you're in school right now, you've probably touched some kind of ETC board, an EOS family console of some sort. Um, so every Thursday, they're doing some console tips. High End is also doing that with hog console tips as well. Um, every Thursday, so just one right after another, which is really nice. Um, so you can block off a good chunk of time for that. Um, and it's it goes really deep dive. I know like Augmented is getting ready or um, yeah, it's still getting ready. It's in beta right now, um, which is their 3D modeling type uh, pre vis in the console. That's a really bad description of it, but um, it's really cool. I would highly suggest it, but it's in beta and they've been doing a lot with um, Anne Valentino, who's a product project manager and a, um, and Lol. Uh, Lowell Olcott, I believe is the last name, who also works for ETC and has been one of the project managers for for um, Augmented specifically. You've probably seen him at USITT, well, not this year, but previous years. Unfortunately, not this year. Um, but previous years on the stage, showing his phone and having the lights follow him. So that's with Augmented, and they've been doing a lot of stuff like that. Um, and then also something that's not on there is uh, ETC has been doing like uh, Instagram uh, office hours so like if you have a question for tech like color theory stuff like that they just did a color theory one last week um and you can ask and see and they'll answer all those questions it's really great like with all the all the um all of the resources that they've put behind the study hall stuff and then like i said high end is not is also part of that so if you've wanted anything to know about hog every thursday there's gonna there are live webinars there as well with yours truly yeah and uh <laughs> megan is really really good at the hog i go i think it goes without saying she was well my... <laughs> thanks phil <laughs> well you know the, you, you were my teacher in the hog so i'm mm-hmm. you know i'm i gotta give credit to where credit is due definitely <laughs> uh but you know and if you you know if you don't have a hog not a problem it is free to mm-hmm. download to play with um uh at the high end website and same thing with the eos line you know they're all the nomad software is available mm-hmm. yeah and most console if you're interested in getting into consoles most consoles have a free to download pc version um so either some have a mac version some don't have a mac version so sometimes you just have to run i know hog is like windows only um i know eos does both mac and windows so it just kind of depends on what console you're looking at and then what's actually supported. But they most consoles have a free-to-download version to play with and get a, and start learning how to use the system. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I guarantee their support people are super happy to take calls right now. <laughs> if you want, I can start calling. Just, you know, make like, you know, like make up a problem if you want. Like... <laughs> He's like, I'm running, I'm running an issue with my hog right now. Yeah, the, the, the leash broke, and he's just running around the backyard. This is hog, right? <laughs> this is the yes, hog. this feral hog. <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, and um, 
if you're you know in you know going deeper into this uh, education discussion, um, one of the things that are also available is a uh, live design. They are still accepting applications for the Pat McKay Scholarship for Diversity in Design. Keep in mind, these design scholarships are only available for high school seniors and undergraduates. So if you're a graduate student, you're SOL. But we'd still love, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure your work will still be, uh, be willing to show because also USITT is uh, creating their own showcase of people's uh, productions and designs that weren't able to get produced and uh, fulfilled due to COVID. So if you go to USITT's website, you can see down below, uh, you'll be able to hand in your renderings or sketches, and they'll actually showcase your work through their USITT uh, Instagram and social media pages. So if you you know if you want to expose your work out there, especially because it wasn't finished, please do. It, you know it's, it's free publicity; can't go wrong. Another thing is. Uh, Vectorworks is providing uh, free classes right now at their Vectorworks University uh, website. And if you ever wanted to get better at Vectorworks, which we all do, including myself. Um, Same. <laughs> you know, there, there is tons of resource there, especially, which I highly recommend if you're, you know, if you're interested in line design and line design programming, Vision is now available uh, for free for students and, you know, what a perfect opportunity to, you know, to take your hog and, you know, study hall sessions with ETC and implement it into your vision software with uh, with Vectorworks. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also with Vectorworks, if you're not a student, because I'm sure other people are going to be listening at some point. If you do have a Vectorworks, and I think it's a service, this their service pack, um, you do get two universes free of vision in Vectorworks 2020 service pack. Oh, um, so if you do, if you do have that and you're paying the outrageous amount of money for that, um, that is a perk that they now give with that Vectorworks service pack and vision. Nice, 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 yeah. nice. And, uh, and finally, you know, we talked about HOG and ETC and we're not going to let our, uh, our grandma buddies, um, you know, not get the spotlight a little bit. Act Academy, Act Academy is free right now and it's free till June 1st. Um, so if you're looking to get uh, you know get your hands on and understand a grand must, uh, console, um, what a great opportunity to do it. Um, the people at ACT are awesome and they're always willing to you know to teach new people. You know, especially since honestly, there's not a lot of institu- educational institutions that have a grandma. <laughs> so they either you know have a hog or an EOS console. So you know, great opportunity. And if you're if you're interested in any of these resources, uh, the links will be on the show notes. And if you have any questions for us, you know, you'll hear from us at the end of the episode how to reach us. So um, we're going to talk about something um, I think that can be a little controversial right now, and this is kind of this is getting pointed more towards uh, our younger viewers and you mm-hmm. know semi olders who are interested in getting a graduate degree and that is should i be going to grad school should i you know look for good undergrad programs right now um we're gonna you know talk the pros and cons what you're looking for you know is it right for you and um so megan what what do you you want to start this off um yeah we can start it off so i know everyone's like in flux right now with undergrad and grad school especially because who knows Supposedly, colleges are coming back in the fall, but we don't really know what fall looks like at this point. 
um, as we're finding out as everything's opening and then closing and then opening and all that good stuff. Um, so, so let's just assume for the sake of conversation, for the first part at least, that everything's going back as normal. You've are, you're looking for schools or you're wanting to know what to get out of the school, the school that you're going for. Um, something that I should have, I came from a super small school, uh, like high school background. So I really didn't know where to go or what to look for. My, my theater teacher was great and pushed me towards going to theater, study theater, which was right up my alley for exactly what I wanted to do and ended up great. Um, but I didn't really have the tips or tricks that I wanted to whenever I was looking. Um, so something that I, if I could go back and do it all over that I would want to look for is professors that further what you want to do. So like if you're looking for at programs, you can usually find the staff directory, find out the professors that work there and see what their previous background is and then see what you know, they're currently doing as well. Um, UT had a great professor that had a really good partnership with High End that um, he then for, he then uh, took and just cultivated the, like, automated lighting program there, and that kind of sprouted to where I am now. Um, I had kind of done some research and was like, oh, great. And I usually they'll also email back if you email them, like, for prospective students, stuff like that. Um, so that's always good. And then you also want to take a look at what the program will actually, if it'll actually benefit you or not. Um, one of the things that I probably should have paid attention to was whether there was an MFA program and how intertwined those were before I actually started applying for schools. Um, UT had a really big, it has a really big MFA program, which is great. Um, it just didn't give a lot of undergrad opportunity besides like assistantships. So, like, I could be an assistant to the lighting designer or I could be, and usually those are still grad students. So, I was, like, the second assistant, which is no big deal. I mean, I was an undergrad not knowing what I was doing. So, it was fine. But um, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to get exactly what you want out of the program. Um, and if you don't know what you want, then you want to make sure you're going somewhere that has, like, a well-rounded education. So, like, UT also is very good in other parts besides their fine arts department. So I was able to dabble in some of their computer science pro- some of their computer science courses and other courses throughout the campus that I wanted to be that I wanted to as time went on, which was really nice and got um, and got me out of just that fine arts like the theater and dance bubble as we all get into as time goes on. Do you have anything to add to that, Phil? Oh yeah, totally. Um, I am always a big proponent. Prom- uh, proponent of uh, community colleges. I got my background, uh, honestly, my foundation from my community college over at Suffolk in Long Island, New York. Mm -hmm. And um, my professors there were invaluable. And honestly, um, I wouldn't have been able to really get into a better undergrad program uh, if it wasn't for them, because uh, I was not good at tests in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) But... um, yeah, if we're you know if we're talking about the uh, the scenario that everything goes back to normal, it's extremely important to you know to reach out to the professors before you even enroll, get to know them. You know, they're, you know they're they're always look you know like I can tell you right now, there's no professor who will ignore an email from a prospective student. You know, mm-hmm. especially if they you know if they know they can Jones with you really well and really you know sync with you. And um, and Megan's right. I think it's it's incredibly important to know what you're getting yourself into when you get into the program. There are pros and cons of being in a program that is a BA or BFA slash MFA program, you know. And 
you know, those can be really, really great resources, you know, because you're learning from not just your teachers, but you're also learning from people who probably worked in the industry for a bit, you know, while in their graduate level. But you're right, you might not get as much design opportunities. So you have to really break down exactly what you want. And, and if you don't, like I said, I believe in a, in a community college, you know, I, you know, to, especially if, to, you know, to knock out your, your gen eds, and at the same time, really start building your um, your repertoire and your skill set in preparations for when you really, you know, for the school you really want to go into. Um, I came from a, a BA background. Um, I didn't have a uh, MFA class above me, luckily. Uh, so I got, you know, I got to design a few shows there and assist, uh, you know, with juniors and seniors uh, that were above me. Uh, but um, you know there there are some limitations that comes with it. I uh, I I went I got my uh, BA at SUNY New Paltz, which uh, is a great campus. And I you know if you're in if you're in New York and you're interested in a good program that you know that you can really understand the the art of design, I highly encourage New Paltz. But you know the technical aspects were an, an issue, and that's with most you know most schools you'll find you know there it's going to be a hit or miss that you know they might not even have an eye on lighting console or uh, a Yamaha digital console you know everything's still analog they're using an express what have you so you know knowing what you want is a is a big thing and it's not always easy you know when you're eighteen nineteen oh hell oh, thirty. <laughs> um, so um, now I want to talk about the uh, the scenario that you know where at least for me I think it's likely going to happen in my personal opinion, which is what if Probably. everything goes what if everything goes online? Mm-hmm. Um, I go back to community college. I know I now I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but. Um, do, you know, I, this is my own personal opinion. This is Megan's. You know, we might not even have the same opinion. We didn't even talk about like what our opinions are before recording. So, you know, the, you know, a little inside scoop there. Um, I don't believe in. You know, if you're knowing that your school is about to, you know, before you, you know, you start um, attending is going online. You know, go to a community college at this point. Get your gen eds out of the way, and more importantly. Um, if you don't think online classes are right for you, it's totally okay to hold off. You know, mm-hmm. do not jeopardize, you know, an early start of your college career because you aren't, you, you, you know, you're not able to do online classes. I, I could tell you, I cannot do online classes for the life of me. I cannot, I, I failed my first online class, you know, back, uh, back before even COVID when I was still in school, you know, and that's when I realized I can't ever do online classes again. Um, so, you know, you got to find out whether or not if you, you know, if that's something you want to do, you know, college is not a competition just because you graduated high school does not mean you need to jump straight into college, especially now, especially under these circumstances. And, you know, and if you're looking to go into a high end, you know, uh, undergrad program right now, and it's going to be online, this is just my personal opinion, but you might as well sign up for university of Phoenix at this point, you know, it's, it's all going to be online you know, go to community college. If it's going to be online there, at least knock out your gen eds because then by the time you transfer and you go to the university of your choice, you know, you're focusing on classes that matter to you and that they're going to be hands-on and it's guaranteed that it's hands-on. And, um, 
you know, I just graduated from my MFA, so I was uh, I, I was affected by this COVID uh, situation. And if you're somebody who's looking to get your graduate's degree right now, you know, talk to your talk to the professors that are involved because I know graduate school, especially if you uh, attended from IRTA, um, there's uh, there's um, some nuances to that. But uh, try to see if you can push off on attending until next year or maybe even next semester. Because, you know, three years is very short and you don't want to waste that time it being online, especially if maybe you're even possibly paying for grad school, which is not cheap. Great. Um, so I echo exactly what Phil just said, because if you're not getting the hands on experience in my book, at least, I don't think that necessarily a program for um Te- for technical is actually that um, good on as as good as it could be online, just because part of going to undergrad for like a technical type degree is that you get that hands on with the gear. Um, so whether or not it's an express or it's a um, ion, either way, you're not touch you're not touching the console, so you're not getting that like hands on experience, which was which can be and should be really valuable in whatever program, whether it's an undergrad or grad school program. Um, and then being able to do, to use as many, um, get, being able to, to be at, there and interacting and collaborating is part of what uh, art degree, whether it's theater arts, fine arts, di- digital arts, music, anything like that is really worth getting that experience of collaborating with a team that you wouldn't necessarily get if you had completely online courses. The point that I'm trying to make, you know, and Megan was right, you know, these, you know, education, you know, online can only do so much. You know, you need to touch these equipment. It's it's incredibly important, you know, especially when you're working in technical theater. You know, anything from like doing console programming and developing that muscle memory, you know, with your fingers and your in the keystrokes to, you know, stage carpentry and, you know, learning how to build a flat. You know, there's only so much that online can teach you. And, you know, and that's why it's it's okay to have, the you know, this, you know, discussion about whether or not it's okay to wait on um, post-high school education, higher, higher levels of education. At the end of the day, it is not a race. If you, you know, and if you feel like you, you're not ready for online classes, wait until this dies, you know, dies down and take the time, you know, take the time to you know, work on your own theoretical projects, maybe, you know, and that will only make you more valuable because it shows one, you are willing to work even without any sort of educational academic structure, you still have the discipline to want to work in your field through these theoretical projects on your own. Or, you know, or simply it just shows that, you know, this something. This is something that really matters to you, and no one is going to uh, look at that. Look at that, and be like, "Oh, you know, that's okay." They're only going to be admired for you and respect you more if you do that. Um. Now, you know, when we're talking about grad school and all that jazz, um, I think um, should I go to grad school? Uh, the real answer is uh, no. <laughs> you know, no one is telling you you have to go to grad school. No one, you know, except if you want to teach. That's pretty much it. You know, if you, you know, like that's the only time that it's truly required for you to have an MFA. Now, do I want to go to grad school? That is up to you. 
you know, I, you know, that's that's up to you guys. You know, this that's that's what's it, that's what's it's um that's what makes grad school such a uh, a unique experience. Because yeah, you you know you're gonna be surrounded, you know, especially during your undergrad times, you're gonna be surrounded by people who have MFAs because um, they needed to, <laughs> you know, to to teach, you know. So just because you're gonna be surrounded by MFA people does not mean that you need an MFA. There's tons of designers, there's tons of programmers, there's tons of people who work in this industry that does not need an MFA to you know to get to where they want in their career. Megan is a perfect example of that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't go the MFA route. Um, one of the one of the things that one of my professors told me um, was that you don't go to grad school unless you have a specific goal in mind. Um, so like, I don't want to teach. So that's great. Um, and then I don't have I didn't have like too much of a goal besides that I wanted to be a programmer, like a professional programmer at that point in time when we were having this conversation. And he was like, well, do you think you need to go to grad school for that? Is there something specifically you want to learn for that? I'm like, well, I have to learn how to program more, like the console and stuff like that. And he's like, well, you don't have to go to grad school for that. So you probably shouldn't go to grad school right now. I was like, well, that's fair. That's valid. Um, so yeah, so knowing exactly what you want to go for is really good. Um, because certain grad programs have certain, uh, it's just like picking it, like I was saying with the undergrad, you want to pick out what you want to do. So if you have, if the grad school is not good for, let's say, console programming, then you don't want to go to that grad program. So you just want to make sure you know exactly what you're doing before you get into it. And then know the professors there as well. Again, just like I was saying earlier, because the professors are going to be what makes the education experience for you. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I can I'll, I'll be honest now that I since I, I've graduated out of my MFA program, um, you know, it's it, it, it was tough. Um, you know, I there's times I wish I kind of chose another school, you know, sometimes. And there's times that, you know, that blood, sweat and tears was worth it, you know. So, you know, I. It's it's not it's not an insult by any stretch of the imagination to say that grad school isn't for everyone. Honestly, there's times that I think it wasn't right for me. I just I'm too stubborn to quit. Um, but um, you know, and that's the thing. You you know, if you want to get your MFA, if you feel like you're you know you feel like you're the best way for you to get better as a designer or as a programmer um, is to you know to be in an academic environment and be with hands on with uh, with a mentor and instructor. And you want to be in an environment that you can fail and there's no, you know, financial um, ramifications for it. By all means, grad school sounds like it's right for you. You know, Mm -hmm. if you if you are working with somebody right now that you're learning so much from and it's not in a grad school setting, you're just really good at what you do. And this person just keeps on hiring you. You don't need to go to grad school then, at least from my opinion. You're learning so much more out of the field, you know. So these things are, you know, these things are important to consider. And, you know, getting an MFA doesn't, you know, open that many more doors that a B, you know, the BA or a BFA would would. It's about who you know. It's about you being respectful mm-hmm. as a human being and, you know, having a strong enough work ethic for people want to keep on hiring you and working with you. You know, these you know, it, having a, you know, having an MFA, BFA or BA you know, won't cure you of uh, of finding employment if you're an asshole. <laughs> you know, if you're an asshole, no one's going to hire you. It doesn't matter how <laughs> high of an education you have, you know. 
because the moment they start <laughs> working with you and, you know, they realize you're a pain or, you know, to uh, to even be in a certain situations where they sit down and talk to you and say, like, honestly, um, the people who I love to hire are people I want to uh, introduce to my friends. You are not one of those people, <laughs> you know. That that is a harsh reality, and that these you know, and no degree is gonna help you do that except yourself. Yep. Um, no, that's very true. Yeah. So you had talked about mental health earlier, and CGP Gray, who does a bunch of YouTube videos, um, I got it two years ago, but and started listening to his podcast again. But he just released one like last week or the week before about this whole staying healthy in this pandemic thing. Um, And it's like thinking of your mind like a spaceship at this point in time and how you have to keep the spaceship turning. That way, when you go back to Earth, you're a normal, well, normal in quotes, of course, human being that can survive again. Um, And it talks about having your physical health and your mental health being balanced and keep making sure that you're just at least in check enough that you're, you're still in... I don't want to use the word functional, but that's the word that's coming into my mind. Um, a functional human being. So I would suggest everyone to just go watch it, especially if you're like kind of a little bit stressed with like the mental state of things. Um, it definitely helped to just think about how to make your to make my life better is how I did how I took it during this time. Yeah, and you know, like, and that's the thing, like, you know, listen to podcasts, listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do, you know, draw, paint, sing, um, I don't know, bake a cake, you know, like find anything that, uh, that will provide you, you know, any sort of happiness in your life, you know, take this, mm-hmm. take this opportunity right now to, to find yourself and finding who you are as a person. And, you know, don't trip about feeling like, oh my God, I, you know, I have all this free time right now. I could take this time to be the best hog programmer out there. And if I don't do that, I am absolute garbage of my field. No, you are not. You are a human being. You are, you know, and it, what a human being is, it's just a really complicated plant. It needs water. It needs sunlight. <laughs> and you know what? Like, it needs more than just, you know, the most sophisticated pot to hold in, you know. Keep, you know, mm-hmm. take care of yourself. This is what this is all about. Because, you know, if any, if it, if how we're handling this right now, you know, politics aside, you know, economics aside, no one's going to take care of you better than how you can take care of yourself. So do to the best yeah. of your, your own ability, because we're, we're going to, we're, we can get out of this. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Keep pushing yourself forward. You know, if you need to find a survival gig right now, whether it be Postmates or like working, you know, working somewhere that's not theater, you know, that's okay. No one will ever judge you because of that. You know, these circumstances, you know, are, you know, they're circumstances. They're, they're excusable. And honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, if it makes you happy, by all means, you know, work at a bookstore because you love reading plays. You know, find, you know, get better at digital media art, you know, because you're into costume rendering. You know, anything you want to do. This is your time. Mm-hmm. This is your time. It definitely is, especially because there might be some financial stress. But in theory, there should be everyone's at home. Everyone's not really doing too much happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, just take the time for you and to relax and, you know, enjoy 
the enjoy the downtime as much as possible. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I think we, uh, you know, technical limitations and uh, and 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 in um, inconveniences aside, uh, I think uh, I think we I think we talked a lot about this episode. And mm-hmm. if you are, you know, if you you listen after our first episode and you realize, wow, this is just our first time. Surely they won't make this many mistakes moving forward. I hope this time you gave us another mulligan and you'll hear us next episode. <laughs> All right, uh, Megan, where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, yeah, so Twitter's probably the best place and that's at Megan Wilson underscore. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and you'll see what's going on. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you can find me at Phil Villar, and if in, if you really really like pictures of my dog, and pictures of digital media and art, you'll like my stuff on my Instagram as well, which is Phil underscore Villar, because for some reason Phil Villar together is taken on Instagram. Weird. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mine is the same. Twitter and Instagram is the same. Ah, privilege. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Thank you for listening and hope to see you around next, uh, not next week, but the week after. All right. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye.